All right, everybody, welcome to BO Boys for Monday, September 25th. Fuck it, it's a raw feed. We're doing it live. I'm Clayton. Yeah, I'm Pat. And Clayton, you know, th- this weekend at the box office, I can't say it was a huge weekend at the box office. I can't, I can't say that. But what I can say is it is a huge weekend here at the BO Boys because we've got a special guest. We got the special guest, Podcast Jesus himself. Kirk Minahan is here. Kirk, thanks for joining the BO Boys. Anytime, guys. Third time. Always excited to be here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you very much. You got it. Third timers, which there's really no club for a third timer. So, you know, sure. uh, I can't say this is a particularly special occasion, but it's a it's sure. Well, it's the, it's the charm. The it's the charm anniversary. Okay. Right. Third time. Charm. Third time is the charm. Oh, that's where that comes from. You actually give a charm. Interesting. You I do, yeah. So. Um, so Kirk, we're going to get into this weekend and, and, Mm -hmm. you know, the nun and the controversy between the nun and expendables Four, which was number one, we'll get into that, but let's start off by talking about you, what you have going on at the Kirk Minahan show Mm pay-per-view. I'm hearing there is a pay-per-view event coming up. So could you tell us about the Kirk Minahan pay-per-view experience? Sure. Oh, uh, so this coming Saturday, I guess is the 30th, I think. Yeah. The 30th. Uh, we are in Maine, Saco, Maine, at the drive-in movie theater, which we started doing during the pandemic. Different drive-in yes. movie theaters. Love it. Um, so we're doing the show from there. We're naming a new producer, saying goodbye to our old producer. Uh, two men of fans are getting married at this wedding, at, at this show as well. Um, wow. So pay-per-view, barstool.tv slash PPV, $9.99. Wow. Steal twice the price. Uh, so go do it. Thousands of people have already purchased them, told. So uh, get moving, get buying. You got uh, five days left. Help me, you know. It's 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 an interesting uh, to me study. I want to see how we do because I want to take the show more on the road. Mm-hmm. It's all venues. If we can drag a couple of thousand people on pay per view each time, fantastic. Makes it easier. So yeah, barstool.tv slash ppv. And if you pay attention to my show at all, you know this producer search has been wild the last two months. It finally finally culminates. I think actually maybe six weeks ago, the last time I was on with you guys was the show following my producer announcing that he was leaving the show. Yeah, it's been that. Yes. Full search, yeah. So. It was. I listened to that show the next day because you finished the mm-hmm. show. Then you got on with us, and right. you were talking about uh, on that episode was the episode where your producer Cullinane uh, finally. Uh, well, I guess he, you know, whatever happened happened, uh, and that was the final part. straw, the mutual parting right. of the ways. Mm-hmm. And uh, you did mention on that episode, and now he's got to sit there and listen while I go yuck it up with the Bo Boys. Correct. Yep. That's it. And he had to do it. He wasn't happy about it, but it was a good run. But I'm, I'm telling you, for me, show-wise, download, people are so into this thing, are, are my crowd. And it ends Saturday. I don't even know I'm going to hire yet. You guys know. You've gone through interns and producers and all these yeah. things. I don't know yet of these final five candidates. I'm not sure I'm going to know until Saturday night. For sure, we won't announce until the pay-per-view. So that I can promise. Is there room, and I know you've said that you've got it down to five, is there room to mm-hmm. throw a monkey wrench in all this and to throw a brand new name into the hat? Because I'm mm-hmm. going to throw some at you right now. Mm-hmm. Wanna be O senior intern Christopher. Now Christopher, he, you know I like him. Yeah. He he's a little on the young side. You know, he's basically he's he's he would be going with a real youth movement over at the Kirk Minahan show. He is a junior in college. So whatever age That's that fun. is, you know, it's like 19 or I'd, 20. It'd be he, tough to have him going to school full time while producing the show. But I, I'm listening. Right. I mean, I, I think it would be, is he willing to drop out? You know, and are That's you a, willing to take a college dropout? Are any look, of your I'm, current uh, producer candidates, are they college graduates, any of them? 
Uh, yeah, I know for sure one is. Uh, I have one who was last in his high school class. Okay. Um, I've made it clear to these guys, you know, I don't mean to be graphic, you guys do your own stuff, but I've made it clear to these guys that they're, they're not allowed to have uh, any intercourse while they're working for me. Right. And if they right. mistakenly knock up their wife or girlfriend or whatever, I don't want to know about it, but the thing's got to go away. Right. Like you're working for this show 24-7, 365. I just signed a four-year contract to Barstow through 2027. Mm-hmm. So that's your entire life. So if if, if uh, senior intern Chris, I don't know, I don't know what, what pact you, you sign with these guys, but that's the way it is. You eat, sleep, drink. The show is your entire, as it should be, by the way, for a great podcast like uh, the BO Boys. That should right. be your entire life. I mean, it should be your entire existence. I mean, we're talking about the kind of podcast where if somebody's bicycling around France, you get mobbed by fans. Right. Right. I mean, that, that's, I mean that's, that's, this is what happens. Yeah. I could have so, used you know, my intern on the spot in that situation, to be honest. That was yeah. very dangerous. Yeah. I mean, that was very, you know, they, so that's what I'm saying. So when you have that kind of level, like we we're lucky enough to have, uh, you need somebody who's dedicated. Like we are dedicated. You guys eat, sleep and drink box office right. all the time. I right. eat, mm-hmm. sleep and drink at the Kirk Menahan show. Okay. So if Chris, if Chris is ready to drop out of school inside, almost like when they walk into, um, when they see Miss Kavich for the first time, and you walk in the Scientology building, mm. you have to you have to sign your life over. Got it. Yes, oh, no, you sign your life over. That's it. Got That's it. That's all. Yeah, it's I mean, a, like a million year contract. Yes. Yeah. He Chris yeah. would no longer be nineteen; it'd be some Scientology age. I don't know what age that yeah. is for nineteen, but that number would be that number. Yeah. Right. 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 I mean, listen. I think this is a great opportunity. I think it might be worth Christopher going clear and and sure. yeah, joining yes. the church of Kirk Minahan. So these five mm-hmm. candidates that you have left, and I've been listening, I've been loving this producer's search. Thank you. Yeah. And you have one guy who, I, uh, from what I could gather, he owes money to fans of yours. So I don't know. He's a, he's a, he's a gambling addict. Yep. One's a gambling addict. One is completely, completely insane. He is like harassing our own advertisers. He was harassing one of our advertisers. who was a clothing outlet in New England. Milton's a great clothing store. Right. So I made him get on his hands and knees and crawl around the entire mall and apologize, and then land at the Milton's place and apologize to this guy. Mm. Uh, we've had we've had other we've you know, the whole thing's been nuts. We've had one producer claim that he had the answers to the Las Vegas shooting and that the Saudi government broke into his home, which he turned out to be lying about. Yeah. So I mean, he, he broke he, his I, own door, right? I, I, he broke I his heard own window. That yeah. Yeah. Right. I just want somebody who can turn the friggin' microphone cameras on. I can't do any of that. Right. And just be a breathing human being. I, I, that's, I'm not asking for a lot here, but uh, it is, you know, spurred and sparked a lot of conversation and controversy. But so, yeah, last one, barstool.tv slash PPV. That's enough of my show. I'm, I'm with the B.O. Boys. Okay. Don't worry about me. I, I'm, I, I serve it. When I'm here, I am a wannabe B.O. boy. I, I don't know how many times, like, I'll never be a B.O. boy. I'm a wannabe old boy. Right. Like, I don't know how many times there must be a name in between if you're on like eight times or something. Is there something in between or is it just you either are or you aren't? I just need to know. You know, we've got to sit down. The, the, our, our constitution is a living document. So we're always updating sure. this. Sure. And I, I do think it, it it's time for us to to set some levels, some stages for different people of different levels of right. importance here, okay. you know, beyond the internship yeah. program, of course. Sure, I'm not a Mendelssohn or anything. I get that, but I'm I'm saying you know you you move your way up. That's all. Right, right. No, you you we've got to set a we've got to make sure that people can earn their way up in this organization. So no, you're right. Yeah. We, we've got to get on that. But Clayton, I think in the meantime, but oh yes, what I was going to say. But when we do take you up to that higher echelon, mm-hmm. I do think that's something for our pay per view oh, is to I'm- crown you. Happy to help. As whatever that higher stature is, which we are, you mm-hmm. know, TBD at the moment. Sure. 
That's our pay-per-view. Yes. I'm in. Two, I'm in in two seconds. I'm there. Huge. Or it's huge. a fathom event. I mean, uh, B.O. Boys. I like that. We fathom like, it. Yeah. I like that. I mean, listen, the way with the strikes and all that, these theaters are going to need content. So, Kirk, thank you for uh, bringing something to the Saco yeah. Drive-In Theater. And, yeah. uh, you know, Clayton, let's get into this plow because the movie theaters, they need more pay-per-view events based on what happened this past weekend. So uh, mm-hmm. if you could get into the top five for this weekend of Friday, September 22nd. Number one, in a shocker, The Nun 2 made $8.4 million, down 42%. It lost 207 theaters. It's at $69.2 million in its third weekend. Number two, Expendables 4 made $8.3 million in its first weekend. Number three, A Haunting in Venice made $6.3 million, down 56%. It has no theater change. It is at $25.3 million in its second frame. Number four, Equalizer 3 made $4.7 million, down 35%. It lost 258 theaters. It's at $81.2 million in its fourth weekend. Number five, got them IMAXs. Barbie, $3.2 million, down only 16%. It lost 378 theaters. It's at $630.4 million in its 10th weekend. That is your top five. All right. I mean, the big story coming out of that is the underperformance of Expendables 4. I mean, and and we called it, you know, Clayton, I think both you and I both had this as a single digit opener, even though the tracking was still mid-teens. And yes. we called this opening under 10. I called the nun coming in number one over Expendables 4. Now, there's a lot to go over here. Sliced alone, these action movies as a genre, possibly being dead. But I'm going to throw something out there for everyone to start with. I'm looking at the title treatment of Expendables, how they actually title this movie. And it's one of those cutesy ones where instead of Expendables Part 4, it's Expendables with a 4 instead of the A in the middle. So I'm going to throw out there, is this too confusing for the audience that wants an action movie, wants a Stallone movie, (laughs) to try and trick them with with using a 4 instead of an A? Look, I don't think he's the greatest actor of all time, but Mm -hmm. I will say this. I have spent more time watching Sylvester Stallone movies in my life than any other actor's movies. Mm -hmm. Between Rocky and Rambo and Cobra and Tango and Cash and all these movies. I grew up with Stallone. Mm -hmm. So Stallone means a lot to me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I was in for – I I saw Expendables 4 in the movie theater this week. I had to do it. I owe it it to him. Wow. It was was beyond – it was horrible, 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 horrible. Look, uh, we're not – as you guys know, we're not critics here, right? Huh. 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 But – but uh, uh, I just want to say that parent that, and it got a B minus cinema score, which is brutal. Yeah, that's bad. So, but like my thing, I keep yeah, a yes, that's a confusing and dumb way trying way too hard. B, like you know, in the other movies before, I had a lot of fun with those movies. You had Bruce Willis. I understand he can't be in now. You had Mel Gibson. You had uh, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. You had Harrison Ford. Mm-hmm. You had all these guys. Like where I heard Wesley you guys Snipes. About Wesley Snipes. Mm-hmm. Like, where's Liam Neeson in this movie? Right. And I keep saying this all the time, and nobody cares, but Rocky fans care. I still don't know why Carl Weathers never been one of these movies. Right. But like, where, where, where is the Nicolas Cage? Where is the the Chuck Norris is in one of them? Like, where you have to make this more tongue in cheek. This was essentially like a Statham, Megan Fox, 
like this movie could have so easily just been dumped in, in on demand like six months ago and nobody would have known. I don't get it. The franchise is obviously dead. It's not even going to do well overseas. Yeah. But I don't know. It just seems so half-assed. I don't even, it never had a chance. It was mm -hmm. not even promoted. It was just dead on arrival. And it's, it's sort of a sad thing for me because this is going to be it for Stallone. Like he's kind of always every half decade or so kind of rescued himself. But like, this is it. This is kind of a sad way to go home. Yeah, if you look at his uh, box office history, he's really been able to stay relevant because of Rambo and Rocky. You know, and the Rocky, Creed movies. The Creed, yeah, right, and right. even that last Rambo in 2019, it did get to 91 million total. You know, 40. Yeah, basically, he has yeah. split 45, yeah. 45 uh, right. domestic worldwide. But I do think it's pretty clear aside from those two marquee characters which one of them he's kind of uh, had you know had is on such outs with the rocky producers that you may never see him in another creed or rocky movie yeah, again erwin winkler yeah yeah uh, it seems like he just can't open these now is he in this movie because based on the trailer clayton and i were both theorizing that he's basically a cameo in expendables 4. he's in it i'm not gonna give any spoilers but he's in it something happens to him he's in the movie i'll say that he's in the uh, movie okay not, not wow. for a lot not for a lot oh boy you guys say this all the time and this this is the one where i think it actually works like wouldn't it be worth three million dollars to have logan paul in this movie yes Yes. Like, yes. Like that's, like, that's like, we, you talk about, like, that is where he should be in this movie. He would be promoting it like crazy. He'd be on YouTube. He'd be on WWE. Yep. He'd be all over the place. And kids like Harry, my son, I always use my son Harry as an example. He has no interest in seeing the, but you, but you put Logan Paul in this, like, the ass kicking, like, young guy in the Expendables who, like, is trying to learn his way around and Sloan breaks his balls. Yep. Home run. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he'd he recreate would have done it. He'd recreate a big stunt from the movie in real life. You know, like he'd let himself right, get thrown right. out of a plane and he'd hold a GoPro and a and an iPhone while he did and, it. And guess what he'd be able to do right now? He'd promote the movie. Yes, he wouldn't like, give a no shit. No one else is promoting movies. He'd be promoting it all the time. Yes. Yes. Even if he is in SAG, it wouldn't matter to Logan Paul. Logan Paul. Right, no, he's, yeah. not like, uh, he's not like a, a uh, uh, geez, what's a Jessica Chastain or a Clayton. Like he's not, you know, he's right. not one of these people, you know, one of these loyalists. No. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. A member in bad standing. I don't well, know sure, about right. Jessica Chastain, yeah. if she's paid her dues or not. I'm sure she has somebody right. doing it uh, right. for her, but that, uh, that's yeah, been the main both... hang up for Clayton paying his dues is he just sure, hasn't had someone that. doing the paperwork. Right. Mm -hmm. It's so much paperwork. I can only imagine. So yeah. this trailer really sold this as a Curtis 50 cent vehicle. A lot of that. A lot of that. And, and would you say that? Is he, is he kind of the lead with Statham in this movie? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's fair. Yeah. I think that's fair. It's fast. It's like an hour and 38 minutes or something. Like it was it had a couple of huge explosions, but it felt, it also felt like I didn't feel this way about the first one. And it kind of got in each one more and more. So this one felt cheap. Yes. It just yes. felt like when you're watching it, it felt like one of those movies that, pop up on on demand that like you know willis did for a while or like mm -hmm. al pacino's in one where you're like oh like mel gibson's in one with cole hauser and you're like oh it looks like it costs like 10 million bucks right yeah right oh so it just was like i i went out of loyalty for all the years i spent watching rocky and rambo movies like i felt like i owed stallone that had to do it it's tough to open a movie based purely on loyalty and yeah, and an audience feeling bad for the star yeah that, that's like if they would have used the tagline expendables for 
you owe me this. Mm. I mean, then it would be right. like, okay, you know, <laughs> right. I could see that, but you can only do that once. You couldn't do that for the fifth one. You couldn't say, right. hey, you still owe me. It's like, now nah, I did my deed for you. Yeah. And I still think this, like, I, don't, I don't think this, this indicates that the action genre itself is dying. I, I don't, I'm not buying that. I think yeah. when people are perceived as dinosaurs or in a movie where they're not even trying, then it's dead. Like, I, I mean, I don't know. What's Meg 2 made worldwide? I, I should know that. Meg 2 has gotten to at least a oh, couple well, hundred right? million worldwide. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's it's way down from the first one. The first one. Yeah, 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 for sure. But I'm saying it's still a market for stupid kind of action-y movies. But this just – it felt like a dump too this time of year. And it's just – yeah, it's just Yeah, not, not I mean, Lionsgate, I think, knew it had a stinker on its hands. It's really yeah. allocating a lot of its money towards Saw X, which I know Pat's very high on. I'm mm-hmm. a little bit lower on. Oh, my God. But I heard I, him in the preview. Jesus. Yeah, I know. It's true. Well, it's Kirk. Mm. They bought a song for <laughs> the commercial. Can you believe that? It's very weird. Yeah, what song was that? They bought a Holly um, song. They bought the air that I breathe, and they did a the creepy version. Turns all I need is the air. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that and the, but you and, and who knew? Who knew the power of the great box office star? The Expendables Four, Clayton, that put Ellen Burstyn in it. Then forget it. It probably would have opened. It. Oh, yeah, yeah, huge. I mean, right. one of the great if she was there with a but you wouldn't go clayton if ellen burston was there how about her and jane fonda maybe with guns like as the bad guys like in these movies maybe or, a crossover like, so like Club a four oh, i love you as a guest but i'd be up out of my chair right now right you know you'd Come see on, like right, you'd right. see like a dust cloud that looks <laughs> like me and i'd right. be at the yeah. theater that would be a good movie the book club girls versus the expendables like, yes that, at yeah. this point it's a fair fight because as Jack <laughs> as those guys were and are, age evens out everybody. Old people. And you have the ultimate people. like historical irony of maybe Rocky is maybe Stone's playing Rambo, Vietnam veteran, and Jane Fonda realizes her mistakes of the past and takes a gun away from a Vietnam veteran and goes to war. Like Ooh. everything is full circle here. Wow! So they're playing meta versions of themselves. Yes. The I'm in for that. Yeah, Hanoi Jane versus- herself. Yes. Repent. Or someone just blows her away for it. Something like that. These things could work. Yeah. 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 The Expendables movies did need to go more in that direction because everyone. Yeah. More tongue in cheek. I mean, listen, we all said that when we watched came out that second one, it's like you get Webster in here, you get, you know, the brawny Mm -hmm. paper towel guy in there. Like they Mm -hmm. needed to start Mm -hmm. going in that direction. Instead, just Megan Fox and 50 Cent, that, that's not enough. They had to go full nuts, so get the book club crossover. Right. Now, Kirk, I know you talk a lot on your show with movies about the schwing factor, right? Is there yes. a schwing factor? All, mm-hmm. all the time, yeah. Megan Fox, was there a schwing factor here? I feel like she's swung out. I feel like maybe okay. her... Nothing against her. She's a lovely woman, but I, I feel like her her peak in terms of people paying attention to her is, I, I feel like maybe that I'm trying to think who they it was too late, but if they could have cast that woman who went on that rant on the airplane. Yes, that's a great one. Yeah, you know, yeah. that might have been better. That, but like, you know, she's I think Megan Fox's time is that kind of person that's come and gone. And I think you guys said this. Like, I wouldn't have been surprised if her and Statham had been like some movie that went on demand like a year ago. Like there's mm-hmm. no there's no appetite for those. I don't care. I feel like a I feel like a night when I'm watching this for like a twelfth knockoff of Mr. and Mrs. Smith almost. I'm like, why am I, what what do I care about these people? It it was weird in the trailer how much they push that as as the selling point that it was going to be Statham and Megan Fox as a couple because the Expendables were always, here's a team of 
80s steroided out freakazoid well, action up. stars. Yeah. 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 What are we doing? What yeah. What are now, we doing? I do- and, and I'm going to throw out a name of who could have been. And again, I think you would have had to move fast on the casting. But I think if they had Lauren Boebert in there in the Megan Fox oh, role. Yes. And, and that video broke this week. Right. That's like another eight or $10 million in the opening weekend box office. That's a good one. Yeah. And she's yeah. a relevant current and listen we don't do politics huh we are not political huh? so i'm talking just in terms of right. babes of the moment that is someone who i think would have added uh Ooh, the swing factor yeah. that yeah she works for me i like that yeah that that would have worked maybe yeah her her and statham like going to see a play at the beginning of the movie yep. they start fooling around and all of a sudden the bad guys come in and take over and then you're off to the races yes yes that's yeah. huge yeah. that's huge yeah. that would have made that video make so much more sense too if it was like secret promotion for a movie she starred in yeah and again she's not she's not a member of sag i think she, she could promote away oh yeah. yes yeah she could absolutely talk about it everywhere yeah. yeah um i do have a soft pitch for the fifth one if they're gonna do it what they would need to do is tackle what is the biggest issue facing all of america is of course, you know, we saw it with Sound of Freedom. And again, I don't want to get political, but if they did the child trafficking thing, if they went after the child traffickers, I mean, do you think Expendables 5 could have some Buffa Bobo if they just went full on Statham, I mean, Megan Fox, Caviz- Stallone? Caviezel. Add Caviezel. Yeah, put Caviz- you can put Caviezel as Jesus if you want. Like you, you can do anything you want with Caviezel. Yeah, that could work. Right, the original yeah. Expendable. I mean, it, Jesus is old. Yeah, that could work. The the I think the issue with that pitch is Caviezel is too big for the Expendables, which is a Ooh, sad statement true. for all these eighty stars. Probably true. But he's true. he's not coming in to just be an Expendable. He's all those guys would have to be minor players in one of his in a Sound of Freedom sequel. That's right. true. Yeah. That. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And that that is a, I think that is a statement about the, ac- yeah, you know, uh, how could we say the action movie is dead? Sound of Freedom is an action movie that just did 170 million domestic over the summer, you know? True. It, mm-hmm. The true. action movie's not dead. It's just the the action stars have moved away from Stallone and Schwarzenegger and obviously Bruce Willis. Um. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that this is the nail in the coffin of Stallone being able to do anything other than a Rocky or Rambo. I kind of feel like we probably won't see another Rambo movie at this point. Never I seen never with him. But yeah, I think you're right. But I mean, it's still like, if I can for a moment, one of the great box office careers of all time. Huge ups, yeah. huge downs, always like every five or six years, like I said, would do something. You're like, oh, and, and it would make a hundred million. So yeah, cliffhanger, all of them. I, I, Stallone is giving me thousands of hours of joy. So I, I do want, I do want, and when he wanted to, again, I'm not here to, but you know, yeah. whether it's top late, I think he should have won the Oscar for the first Creed movie. I thought yes. it was unbelievable oh, in that. I Rob, mean, Rob. Rylance winning for, is one of the great, for Bridge of Spies, that Boarfest is one of the great uh, tragedies in American film history. So yeah. I, I love Stallone. I'll, I'll ride with him forever. Yeah. The other thing with the Kirk, I mean, you know this because you've been a fan forever. He's also an accomplished screenwriter. I think people don't realize how many of his movies he's had a hand in. Mm -hmm. I mean, all these other guys, they lifted weights, but the heaviest weight you'll ever lift is a pen 
to an empty piece of paper. I mean, the man wrote Cobra. What else can you say? The man wrote Cobra. He was married. I mean, (laughs) what else can you say? Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, great man, great writer. And uh, you know what? You're a box office. Once you're a box office star, you're a box office star forever. So they can't take that away from Stallone. They can, though, take it away from 50 Cent. 50 Cent. Three people in the the theater, by the way, counting me. Just, you know. Okay. Wow. Were was were any of them still sleeping from a previous screening, or were they? All no, they were. They were. They were not. No, no, they were not. That is me, the George Clooney film Solaris Soderbergh, two thousand two. I fell asleep and woke up in the middle of the next Solaris screening. The guy didn't even come and clean. Like, I literally woke up and it was the middle of the next movie. It did, happened to me. In wow. Did you pick up from where you slept off and and? I, I don't even remember. I was so baffled by it. But yeah, no, I did not. I don't. I don't think I did. Well, that actually was how it was intended to be watched. It was a very, you know, difficult film because you are, were intended to fall asleep halfway oh, through it. It worked. Yeah, it had the yeah. desired effect. So, yeah. Kirk, we want to get your hits on a couple of, because this is a very franchise heavy top five yeah. right now. A lot of three quills in there. Mm-hmm. So, action. I mean, again, how can we say action is dead? Equalizer three, not as big a hit as the other two, but it's at $81 million domestic after four weeks. Have you, first of all, have you seen this film? Is this, is this a film like the Stallone movies where you felt obligated to go or did you have actual genuine interest in Equalizer three? I haven't yet. Mm -hmm. Um, I saw the first two, saw the first in the theater, saw the second, not in the theater. I will probably see the one point. Will it get to a hundred million domestic or no? Not nineteen million more, right? It will not get there. It's ninety. It'll get to ninety. Basically, the first two movies each got just over a hundred, yeah. like hundred and one hundred two. Yeah. But this is tracking now behind both of those movies after their four weeks. But it will get to ninety, which that's still pretty great. Oh, oh yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. With, yeah, with the fatigue, franchise fatigue, the way it's been, we're, we saw it this summer, you know, with Mission Impossible 7, with the new Indiana Jones. The fact that this is going to make 90 is spectacular. It's all on the back of Denzel. There's no nothing question. else in this film to put the butts in the seats except for him. He is a butts in the seats star. Yeah, no, if you, if the, if you went to a pack uh, uh, Equalizer 3 screening and asked everybody there, who the director is and name me two other stars in the movie other than Denzel. No one could do it. Not a no. single person. It is all, you are right. It is all Denzel. No, they'd be yeah. furious at you for asking who the director of these movies are. That is true. They take it personally. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. That's it's, it's true. We're in a third expendables movie and there is no even attempt at a, a added value for this movie. There is no villain. There is no, Oh, you world. mean equalizer equalizer three. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Equalizer three. There is no attempt at, Oh, this is the big w- hot world issue that Equalizer is going to tackle now. Or this spin is- off, yeah, nothing, right? Nothing. Well, they didn't do the John Wick thing where it was like, yeah, but what about this secret world Equalizers belongs to? There's tattooed women answering the phone and gold pieces. It's like, no, it's Denzel, and he kills people. That is it. Yeah. So Equalizer 3, another three that's out there right now, the third Detective Perot movie from Kenneth Branagh, Haunting in Venice, and that's doing pretty poorly. It's at $25 million after two weeks. I mean, this thing's going to top out 
in the thirties. Have you ever had interest in these Kirk? Do the, do the Minna fans, do they ever call up, you know, when this opened last weekend, did you get any calls? No, nobody was doing the Perot uh, impression thing there. No. Um, That's a movie. I I just feel like that movie, that, that whole series got like, you know, glass onion or whatever. Like it just, it just, it just never really took off. And there was not a big appetite. The first one did well. I saw the first one in the theater with my daughter. We were to swim meet for her. Mm-hmm. We got snowed in and we were at a mall right across the street from the hotel. We went to see it. I couldn't tell you one thing about it. It was fine. I don't really, I mean, I know there's an IP there. There's no audience for that. No, no, that movie. I've never, I don't think I've, this is the first conversation I've ever had with anybody about that franchise in my entire wow. life, including my daughter who I would see the movie with. I don't think I've ever. I was going to say, yeah. No, I think we, she was like, yeah, it was okay. This is the, the, right now on record, historical record. This is the first time I've ever talked about this this franchise. And I don't have a single thought in my head other than, you guys have said it, it's like The Expendables in that the quality of the cast keeps, you know, well, the first one was, you know, Johnny Depp and and uh, uh, the girl who was still kind of hot from Star Wars. Michelle Pfeiffer was in Michelle it. Michelle Pfeiffer was in it. And now it's getting, I like Tina Fey, like everybody does, but lower and lower and lower to the point where if they did another one, I think it would be like, it would be like Pauly Shore and the Richard Klein, the actor who played Larry Dallas on Three's Company, who I like, but I think mm-hmm. that's that's who you'd be talking about. Wow, but definitely that is- a lower quality than Tina Fey when it comes to yes. actors. Yes, yeah. for sure. Yeah. That that is the next step after Tina Fey is the neighbor from Three's Company. That that's yeah, Larry, who I liked. Yeah. yeah. He was good. He was good. Are the the Ropers are both dead. Uh, yes, Audra Lindley, uh, who was married in real life for a while to the guy who played Brooks in Shawshank Redemption. Really? Interesting. Yes, yes, she was. And Norman Fell, they're both, they've both expired. Yeah, yes, he's, he's definitely. definitely yeah. yeah, and Norman yeah, Fell, they would be good. Be good yeah. He feels more like an expendable cast member, Norman Fell. Be, well, he would be like the, like if they broke into a, a place and they were doing some secret undercover, like spying, yep. like he'd be the grumpy, like, custodian who like opened the door and then was like what are you guys doing and he'd go back to work like yeah. he would do that it'd be a laugh break for the audience i'd be laughing i'd be eating my reese's pieces laughing at the whole thing yeah yeah that that, yeah. that would be great so now i do feel like it is a shame he's dead i officially feel that oh, way. for sure yeah 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 for sure i think yeah, uh, you know speaking of like what about joe asuzu is he still alive that's a good one i mean Mike? he could be expendables five definitely joe asuzu right. I was thinking the guy from the 80s used to talk really fast in the commercials. But yeah, Joe oh, would be good too. Yeah. Yeah. The Micro Machines guy as we yeah. know him as. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Or the guy from Bruce Academy with the voices, Michael um Winslow. Michael Winslow. Winslow. Yeah, yeah, you can get him to play a bunch of parts in in a haunting in Venice for yeah. Police Academy will be back, by the way. That and that's my that that in the next two years that will be back. That is a ripe IP. I do believe. Absolutely. Because the thing is too, you know, with the, not to get political, obviously, but it's like the, the new spin is that everybody hates them. Correct. You know what I mean? Like they go out on the street and they've got to fight against all these people who are saying like, you shouldn't even be here. Exactly. Yeah. That could work. Right. So, so police Academy nine defund us. That's yeah. Right. (laughs) Yeah. 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 And Gutenberg's yeah. the old now. Gutenberg's the old guy, and he's in charge. You know that whole thing. He's the captain, yeah. And he's like, yeah. In my day, we used to do this stuff and everything. Oh yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna just pour a little water on this though, which I think is gonna make us all sad. 
it will be a streaming series. We know this. Yeah, this, this oh, will not be sure. a yeah, movie. Has it. Yeah, no, no question. Yeah. yeah. It'll be like an eight part series. But yeah, that's but this is a, f- a freebie. This is a freebie series for sure. Right. Yeah. Right. And, I, and I do apologize. I know you guys don't want to promote pay per view. I should be doing this in movie theaters. I do apologize, but you know, that's the best I can do. So, well, uh, you're moving up. I mean, next yeah. thing you know, it's in theaters. You got to start so. somewhere. Thank you. Yeah. So, Haunting in Venice that yeah it's a it's a bad spot to be in for that franchise where we are now just saying that actors could either be that in in the next one of that or an expendables movie. You don't want to be in a sure. situation with your franchise where an actor could choose between you or Expendables 5. I'm actually fascinated and I, by uh, sorry Clay, I'm actually fascinated yeah. by studios that like if they came and pitched me this third one I would know that it would make no money. Yes. Mm-hmm. Why did they, are they just saying the second one had, it was a trouble production. We know a couple of the guys have been canceled. Da, da, da. Like, why did they say, yes, let's throw a bunch of money in here. And re- like, it, it, like nobody thought that was going to make money. I think my theory is it's a little bit of a blank check for Brana because he, mm-hmm. and we all forget this. He won an Oscar like a year ago. He won the oh, screenplay Oscar for, for Belfast. Yes. Belfast. Yeah. So I think coming off of that, he gets the offer from all these studios. Hey, what is your next thing? If you keep it at $20 million or less, we'll make it because you just won an Oscar. And for whatever reason, his dream project is he wanted to do another one of these Detective Perot movies. Very odd. Very, yeah, Yeah. very odd. I I think it's just his passion project. Yeah, I think it's true. I think they want to have a relationship with Brana, and I think this is how you do it. But after this, that's really going to be hard. It's really going to be hard for him to really feasibly make another theatrical version of this. And I don't think he'd be willing or interested to port this over to like Hulu. Because at that point, you are doing, we are looking into the cast that we mentioned. And I mean, if you're Googling obituaries to see if you can cast somebody, that is not a sort of franchise that should continue. Right, right, right. So uh, the other franchise that's still going, My Big Fat Greek Wedding 3, is that something that you have ever had a conversation about in real life? Have any of the Minna fans called up asking your opinion on Big Fat Greek Wedding? They have not. No, they have not. Again, I I guess I'm asking the same question. The second one did better than than I remembered it. I was listening to you guys, but still, I don't think there's a human being who, who wanted, I don't understand the appeal. Although I guess the drop for this wasn't terrible, right? Am I wrong? It it wasn't terrible. I mean, thirty seven percent. It's at twenty three point eight million. It is one of those movies good. where yeah. that low of a comedy. It's doing better than the old lady movies we got in the last year. Mm-hmm. It's doing better right. than Book Club, the next chapter. It's doing better, I think, than eighty for Brady. Oh yeah, that made like fifty million. So if this makes fifty million, I mean that's. That's I'm, okay. I might be wrong on that, but it's in that ballpark. But it definitely is better than Book Club too. So it's doing okay for what it is. I mean, this is clearly a vanity project. This is another one of those two where you almost needed it to go into a crossover route where combine this with haunting in Venice. You know, my big fat Greek haunting in Venice and you get that crossover and she's out there looking for romance at a wedding and then a ghost kills the groom, something like that. These studios need to do more crossovers for these dead IPs. You know, it's like everyone's trying to make the Saw Patrol meme happen next weekend. They should have just done the Saw Patrol movie 
instead of mm-hmm. just trying to get the meme happen. Like actually get Saw to start torturing these cartoon puppies. Like you have to start putting the do more jo- uh, alien versus predator type movies with big fat Greek wedding haunting in Venice. I mean, was this movie cheap? I mean, it looks like it's on location. I don't, you know, did it, was it expensive? Did it cost 40, 50? Uh, it can't cost uh, that much, right? Oh, I feel like it had to have been cheap. Uh, yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't Ask see it being, nothing, right? yeah, I couldn't see it being a big expenditure. Now, um, just for context, 80 for Brady made 39. So, okay. Okay. Yeah. So that is definitely, mm, I don't know if that's in the sites for big fat Greek wedding. Mm. But with, yeah, let's look budget wise. I think my Big Fat Creek Wedding 3 is probably a movie that also gets greenlit in the aftermath of that first book club movie. You know, the sort of old lady comedy genre gets revived. So you get 80 for Brady gets greenlit and you get my Big Fat Creek Wedding 3 gets greenlit. You know, a franchise that started as a young people romantic comedy ends as a old people laugh at how old they are uh franchise well, so, well, how, about my, how about my like you sort of almost go like in the more of a trash like my big fat greek murder where she kills john corbett or something mm-hmm. yes she's in jail like that kind of but she actually didn't do it but she falls in love with her lawyer who's played by whoever right right yeah Maybe you do that almost like a gone girl kind of thing yeah i do yeah. wish more long-running franchise would do things like that where they just completely switch genre four movies right. in because you could you'll get the the original fans are going no matter what, and then you could True. get new fans. So um, the budget I, on this thing is five mil. Okay. Oh wow! Really? Okay. Oh, well, then that's a win. Yeah. I guess, so right? that's a huge win. Plus, it'll do Bafo stream. Kill right. It'll kill, I was gonna say it's gonna kill where where, H, where Max wherever it winds up. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. So you got to make that movie. Yeah. Five million. Jesus. I know. I know. Can you believe Corbin would do? It? I mean, he should be making five mil. Isn't he married to somebody older? Is he married to Bo Derek? Oh, that'd be great. Bo Derek, that's a great expendable. Oh, she would be a good expendable. So is married to Bo Derek. Wow. Good for him. Oh, yeah. So he's he's fine with, yeah, you could pay me 40 bucks. I got I got 10. Sure. Yeah. He got got himself a 10. Yeah. Yeah, She'd be a good book club. Yeah. So just looking at some of the other things that are out there before we look ahead. So Dumb Money is a new movie that's still platforming. It hasn't gone wide. It's at 2.8 million to 2.5 million this weekend on 600 screens, only 4,000 a screen. This is a movie that, you know, Clayton and I talked about last week when it came out in just its first 10 theaters. It's really suffering from not having any actors to promote. I mean, like Kirk, if if SAG was out there, you'd have... Seth Rogen and America Ferrer and all these Paul Dana would, would have been on the Kirk Minahan show, giving you sure. their, their assessments of your producer search, but they cannot right, do sure. that because of the SAG strike. Yeah, this, you're right. No, this movie needs that. Yeah. This was kind of DOA. Uh, I, you, you guys saw it. You said, or no, I, we have not seen it yet. No. I do still want to see this movie. Uh, it, reviews it, are good. You know, I'm sure it's fine, but yeah, this has this, but I think you're right. I think it's like we said about, a big fat Greek wedding. This will wind up on Netflix or whatever and probably do great. I yeah. would guess. So I think let's look ahead to a couple of the big ones that we want to get your opinion on Kirk. So you touched sure. on it earlier when you were talking about Ellen Burstyn needing to be in an Expendables movie. Oof, what a star. I mean, I can't believe yeah. like all the movies I watched as a kid with Ellen Burstyn growing, whether it was a Spitfire grill, God, I must've watched that 70, 80 times. I mean, it's just, she's 
she kicked my buddies and I would hang out and watch Ellen Burstyn movies all the time. She's probably, I would go crew as a kid, Stallone, Cruz, Harrison four. But even then, like my dad said, do you want to watch air force one? Or do you want to watch, you know, uh, an Ellen Burstyn movie? I would say dad, like, let's come on. It's Ellen time. Right. And we would, we would, we had, ironically, we had a dance. We had an Ellen dance for Ellen Burstyn before Ellen DeGeneres. She just made us dance. We used to dance around the house when Ellen Burstyn movies would come on. Wow. I mean, I, you, there's yeah. so many like you. I mean, that's why Exorcist, I we. I mean, that's why Pat oh. is so excited about this Exorcist movie. How, when, I I saw, want, when I was in the trailer, when I saw the first trailer for that with my son, my 11-year-old son, Harry, when they show young Ellen Burstyn from The Exorcist and they show her old face, Harry went, ape shit like yeah. he was jumping up and down he went right. fucking cr- i was like harry we, we all feel this way but you've got to relax buddy we got so did gotta- he just spontaneously do the dance that you had done and you did not yeah. even prompt or teach this dance look i don't want to be graphic he was a boy before that he was a man after oh yeah i'm just gonna say, like i watched him become a man it was exciting it was an exciting process just the trailer made him a man just the trailer yeah 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 just the trailer yeah. yeah, I mean, you do have to be careful with Ellen Burson. You don't want to get too much too soon. Oh, no. Yeah, that, that's a danger. That is a danger. Yeah. Is she a bigger star than Taylor Swift right now? Yes. I, I mean, think I think definitely. Pat would say so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, listen. Might be in that concert movie. I don't know that. I'm not going to confirm that, but I, people have told me she's in it. We we uh, Taylor's been trying to get her to do a duet on yeah. this tour, <laughs> yeah. and, and Ellen's just not been able to make it work in her schedule yet. But... We talked about when the Taylor Swift movie announces date and then Exodus Believer moved. Clayton and I both said that was a terrible move. I'm with you guys. And of course, my belief is that Ellen Burson shouldn't move for anyone unless she's dancing. Of course. But, but she should not move and she should not have moved. But that movie is coming out October 6th. I've pegged this as this is a big movie that people are excited for Ellen Burson to come back for the first time in an Exodus movie. Uh, obviously you're excited about this Kirk, but Clayton, you still don't fully think that this exorcist believer is going to be a huge deal. It's tracking that under it's tracking in the twenties. I think the last time we saw it, I believe one of the problems with a lot of people is that they don't know history. Mm -hmm. That is why history repeats itself because they do not understand history. I am going by the fact that, no other Exorcist movie has succeeded on any level the way right. the first one did. The first one was a phenomenon. It right. was a best-selling book and then was a best-selling uh, movie. I mean, sorry, a Buffa Bobo movie. And then it was, uh, you know, it got a bunch of nom-nom-noms. Crazy for a horror movie. Then every successive movie after that has failed at the box office. So why now? Would I then say, well, this is the one to, to break the curse. I mean, other like Ellen Burstyn's back. We know that's one in the plus column. Yeah, right? So we can add a few mil for that. Otherwise, you know, now it's two teenagers. Can you believe it? Two teenagers are being possessed. Wow. Can you believe that? Crazy. Side by so side. That's bets. a plus. Side by side bets. Awesome. Otherwise, I don't see any pluses in this. Any reason why the kids of today are going to embrace this when so many generations before them have rejected this IP? Because Would you it's be not more like the excited? Halloween, 
Would you be more excited if instead of the side-by-side beds for the possessed kids, it was bunk beds? Would that speak more to a young modern audience? They're in bunk beds getting possessed. I mean, bunk beds are always a plus, right? Right. I mean, if you're looking for to get the young kids in, 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 you know, in, in excited, every kid wants to have a bunk bed, even if they have no one else to share the room with. Bunk beds are cool. So, yeah, I think maybe it adds half a million dollars. Half a million. To okay. This, okay. But that's not enough to so build per- a franchise but on. But here's the problem with that versus the other franchises is mm-hmm. let's say those kids are on bunk beds in a different movie and the kid goes to say goodnight to his bunk bed buddy and it's Jason or it's Freddy. Yeah. Or it's Michael Myers. That's that. Who? Who's the Exorcist? Is not Michael. It's, it's who? What is the Exorcist? What? What? What are we doing? It doesn't. It doesn't. It's the devil. It's the devil himself. Yeah, but like Michael, you know, I know these these Halloween movies open, you know, open well, but that was Michael Myers and it was Jamie Lee Curtis and there was. I don't know what's going on here. I don't know what the, I know what the Exorcist is, but it's fifty years old. It doesn't. There's no. I'm telling you, there's going to be that movie's going to open under twenty million dollars. Love under, I agree. Under I agree. 20 million. Under 20 million. 18.6. That's that's what I think it's going to be. Wow. That is yeah. a bold bold statement. I yeah. love it. Listen, obviously I'm I'm pushing this as a huge movie, but I'll go I, see it. But yeah, I don't I don't I'm not I'm not feeling like like a you know, a movie like Talk to Me is going to do better just cuz it's a cooler concept or Barbarian or like they just it's it doesn't for kids they don't they just like the concept now. They don't they don't care about the history of the exorcist. It means nothing to them. Yeah. And, and there's, and there's not, like you said, there's not that person to hang the interest on, like even the nun, which listen, I mean, the nun three weeks in a row, this nun is number one. Amazing. But that's something to hang something on. It's a scary nun. This is, and I guess, you know, when Brett was here, our, our horror correspondent from the great, Mm -hmm. the new flesh podcast, he mentioned the actual name of this demon that possessed these these uh the original girl but is it two different demons now that possessed these two girls because or is it doubling up is it now able to possess two people at once well there's your hook there's your hook well it's confusing i mean it's confusing it's so confusing you know what's not confusing a guy in a white william shatner mask with a knife that confuses nobody so here's, I'll throw this out to you guys. The nun thir- three weeks in a row. Number one, which is incredible. It is at a total of $69 million after three weeks, probably going to make over $80 million. I mean, almost definitely mm-hmm. it just made 8 million make, this weekend. So it'll get make, over more than the, make more than the exorcist total in the U S. Yeah. Wow. Oh, for sure. For yeah. sure. I think wow. so. Wow. Yeah. Insidious for sure. Yeah, for sure. For sure. For sure. I mean, this is this is bad news. Weekend, if I think it's gonna make eighteen, what's the second weekend gonna be? Nobody's gonna. And I don't know what, what you talked. I don't. Know, what does the Taylor Swift movie have anything to do with The Exorcist? Why are they pulling out because of Taylor Swift? I don't even get it. I, I mean, listen, we 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 went nuts on that when that announcement. No, was I heard made it. Yeah, because the, this would have been such perfect marketing for Exorcist. Exorcist Swift would have been Exorcist huge. Swift, yeah. What is the buzz around Barstool with the men of fans for this Taylor Swift, the Eras tour? Big Swifties at Barstool, led by Dave Portnoy himself, a big Swifty. Yes. Uh, wow. Huge, 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 huge. I, I actually think this is, it's kind of like with Barbie and Oppenheimer, where every week they kept saying, actually, oh, I think we're underreporting it. We're underreporting it. 
I think they're underreporting this right now. Taylor Swift went, went to a football game when we we're taping this today. It was the biggest story in America. This this will open to the 150 million. Yeah. 150. Yeah. I mean, that's 150. That is it's wild. A, yeah. Wild. I, I but, saw that today. She uh was shown in the box rooting mm-hmm. for I guess her her boyfriend now. Was is that Maybe. official? I, see, yeah. I guess, yeah. I, I don't know, but yeah, she was there and you know, and so she's you know, it, with yeah, that'll make 150 million opening weekend guaranteed i know my daughter's friends are all excited they're going like 30 of them are going and they're gonna get mm-hmm. and by the way that crowd will go and see it three times they'll see it three times yeah yeah that's the main thing repeat business also the thing with the exorcist is that you know we we you know uh, young men do see horror movies but young women see horror movies in droves i mean they love to go and get scared and the fact that this Taylor Swift movie is coming right so close to the exorcist. It's got to make all its bones in that first weekend. If it does not make a lot of money that first weekend, it is not going to make anything going forward because it is going to be Taylor Swift all of October. Well, well the, 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 if they had opened the same weekend, you would have had the meme and you have had people who would have like what Barb and Hyber been like, I'm going to see them both the first weekend. If exorcist believer opens the weekend before, and then like Kirk is predicting does a bad number, then it becomes a thing that people want to have nothing to do with the second right. weekend. So you won't yes. get any extra Swift because all the Taylor Swift fans, they'll have listened to the BO boys. They'll have listened to Kirk Minahan here. What a bomb this movie was the weekend before. And it's already a joke before Exorcist Swift could even have happened. So it's it's a total mistake that they didn't open with that because people would have went just for the novelty of seeing both of these movies the same weekend. And I've mentioned this before, so I'll be very brief, but when you go to a horror movie, what do you do? You scream. When you go to a concert, what do you do? You scream. These people, wanna, well, want to be old boys, want to be old girls, want to be old people, right? People. People, yeah. They are going to want to save their screams for Taylor. Mm. They are not going to waste their screams mm. on Exorcist because it is a old IP. Nobody cares about it. It's failed almost every time except for the first time. And so why would you strain your vocal cords when you know the very next weekend you're going to be screaming at the top of your lungs? So and you can't go in there hoarse. You can't go in their you horse. You need to horse. be heard. You yeah, need right. to be heard. So yeah. I'll throw this out there as a last minute uh, marketing attempt for Exorcist Believer. Now, we, of course, have Taylor Swift dating an NFL player. She was at a Chiefs game on camera screaming, let's let's effing go. That's what she was shown saying mm-hmm. from the stands. Yep. Great promotion for Taylor Swift to get. I mean, listen, she's already got more fans than she needs, but trying to reach over to even that male demographic, that salt of the earth demographic that maybe isn't in her core base. Should Ellen Burstyn in the next, and time is of the essence, in the next two weeks, Kirk, can she start dating an NFL star to get on camera? I'll do even better. I mean, the big rumor around Massachusetts the last couple of weeks in the NFL was that Bill Belichick broke up with his girlfriend, his longtime girlfriend. Oh, you know, he's grumpy. He needs somebody to kind of light. He needs somebody new in his life. Ellen Burstyn comes in and starts dating Bill Belichick. That's a, that's fantastic promotion. Two that, of the best to ever do he's it. He's grumpy. He's kind of scary, you know, but can she tame him kind of thing? Right. Yeah. 
right, right, yeah, right. The biggest box office star of all time, Ellen Burstyn. Yeah, right. and the greatest coach of all time. I mean, this is the you know, the, uh, this is the woman who played Barbara Bush and Oliver Stone's W, one of the great box office hits of all time. Yeah. Does Ellen Burstyn sort of spruce him up, give him a new look? And on the sideline, yeah, right. we see, you know, he's in a suit. He's in a, or or at least a, you know, well, sleeves, sleeves. sleeves. Right. She's got sleeves yeah. on him. Yeah, she. But can maybe only he gets, so but maybe he gets really mad in the official during the game, and his head starts moving. She comes in and calms him down. She's able to talk to him. You know that. And then, oh. Oh, uh, you know, here comes the exorcist coming out this date. And Jim Nance says it on CBS. They go right to a commercial for it. Yeah, Done. that would be huge. I mean, her people, because I mean, all these Hollywood couples, they're all set up through management. So Ellen Burson's management, Bill Belichick's management, get on this because the Patriots could use that kind of. Oh, for sure. This yeah. Year. yeah. Yeah. And, she's, well, and you know, she's still in her box office prime. She's 90. So, I mean, right. she's got a long way to go. But, you know, for this one, yeah, that would help. Right, right now, are they maybe starting this already, like subtly building up to to Belichick having a possession? Because the other weekend, he really spiked that red flag. You saw that, right? Yeah, that's a you know maybe you know he starts his skin starts to look a little gray. You know, right, I right. mean, you know, I didn't watch the game. I was not able to watch the game um, this weekend. I don't know if his skin is graying, but I mean, they could be building to something till we see full on pea soup. Sure. On yeah. the sidelines yeah. by Bill yeah. Belichick. Right. Belichick. Yeah. Yeah. I think you got to check the post game today. Did Bill Belichick, and I think this would be telling, did he say that the most important part of a game is possession? Because you go. Done. Yeah, you gotta, if, win, you gotta win the possession game. You have yeah. to win it. Mm-hmm. If Belichick says the word possession in a post game breakdown, I think he's about to start dating Ellen Burson. That that's for <laughs> sure. I so last long range tracking that I want to throw in front of you here, Kirk, is Martin Scorsese, Leo DiCaprio, Robert De Niro. Bring they're all on. getting back together, and the tracking for Killers of the Flower Moon has come out. And it's looking pretty good. It is currently tracking to open between 27 and 36 million opening weekend. So your long range thoughts on this. This is an Apple Paramount movie. It's supposedly getting a full on real theatrical release before it ends up on Apple Plus Mm -hmm. someday. Leo, biggest star we got going aside from Joker. Him and Scorsese have had. I was just looking at it. 557 million domestic amongst their five movies they've done together. So they're averaging $110 million, $111 million domestic a piece for their movies. So what are your thoughts on, and it's three and a half hours. That's the thing that right. also everyone's talking about, but yep, what are your I'm thoughts on kills of flower moon? Super excited for it. You know, probably my favorite director ever. Um, you know, as somebody nearing the age of 50, I'm not going to lie to you. The, the bladders, the bladder is almost a top concern. Like, I yeah. want the movie to be great, but I don't want to be sitting there during a great movie thinking I have to pee for an hour and a half. Like, yeah. once you're two hours and ten minutes in, so I have to figure out. I'm strategizing everything around that, so I have to figure that out. Um, hopefully, there's something that they – there's got to be some – there's got to be some scene in there where De Niro gives some backstory about something where I can sprint because I pee quick. So, right. so I think that yeah. should be okay. Um, I, I don't – I feel like that's an oversell for some reason. I don't – this is not like Oppenheimer. I don't sense crazy audience anticipation for this. I could be wrong. Um, I hope I'm wrong. The length of it, the trailer is, is I like the trailer, but it's confusing, I think, for the average film goer. I think it's going to be under tracking. Okay. I, I okay. Think, I don't want it to be. I hope it right. makes $50 because I, I the reviews seem great. 
I, I, I want it to be great. I'm going to see the opening weekend, but I have my reservations about this. And I think Oppenheimer in a way has uh, inflated people's expectation for smart three and a half hour movies. Oppenheimer was an event. Oppenheimer was pretty clear what it was about. Christopher Nolan's a star. Mm. You know, in a way that Scorsese's not. I mean, no one I think is the biggest director star, maybe even since Spielberg in his prime. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I do, in terms of box office, so I don't, I I don't know. I feel like it's going to be short of that. Yeah, it's it really does. The Oppenheimer factor is interesting because it it comes down to whether we're overestimating the audience for that type of movie, or has Oppenheimer done enough good these last few months where that kind of audience now is. Younger people want to see a good movie in a way that they didn't in the ten years where everything yeah. was the Avengers. So, and so much of the Oppenheimer, so much of Oppenheimer was IMAX too. I don't know, like they really sold you. You have to see this in IMAX. Yeah, I, I don't know. Yes. Far, I mean, I will see it if I can, and I. But I, I I'm not sensing that with this. Right. The right. explosion, the bomb going off, like you said, created a reason for its theatricality, the reason why you had to see it on a big screen, the reason you had to go to a, you know, a temple, the art temple, the theater to see it. Mm-hmm. It is the question, did Oppenheimer create a, a, a group of people who hadn't seen a adult grown up movie? before and are they now excited for another one i think this is great and perfect timing for this movie to come out to ride that wave if that wave does exist i mean listen we we had the same kind of like uh, will mission possible seven be huge because of maverick and i know that was the same actor but they're very different things so Yes, Will Oppenheimer, a movie that showed a spectacular explosion, bring the you know people to see a movie that is going to have you know great action set pieces. I'm sure because Scorsese always delivers. But is it going to be enough of a draw? You know, Leo, De Niro, Scorsese. Does that add up to anything near Nolan plus bomb? Twenty five million opening weekend for that. For a three and a half hour movie about this is still a pretty damn good opening weekend in 20 oh. minutes. I mean, that to me is a huge win. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And this this movie was a best-selling book, though. So yep. I do yep. think, I mean, the, the the adults will be there. I mean, the oldsters I do think will be there. It is the youngsters. It is do the youngsters want to sit through this this long of a movie, right? Um, do they have interest in this sort of piece which is a a um it's historical so you know it's gonna have the history channel dads but the youngsters are a question who knows i'm high on this i do think that there was a a certain group of people that like pat said are sick of being fed babies movies and this is not a baby movie this is by a, a a man who has done great work for a long time he is a treasure um, I always treasure him. I was on set. I don't know, Kirk, have you ever, did I ever tell this story, but I almost gave the, the great man Scorsese a heart attack while I was on uh, shutter Island. I was on that set. Mm-hmm. That's a story for a different time, but sure, sure. that's the a paper that we save that for pay-per-view. Yeah, save that. Yeah. yeah so that's we save a that for pay-per-view. Yeah. But, yeah. but the fact that the, the, something horrible did not happen, it was averted. I mean, it's better. We're better for it. 
Sure. There's so many movies we would have missed out on if that would have, if, if something bad would have happened. Now, no, one we've thing seen, we've never seen De Niro like in that weird young guy makeup in The Irishman. If, if this didn't happen, that's true. You say you nope. gave us that good point. A de-aged De Niro right. being right. called son. That guy, right? Yeah, yeah, kid, right. I, kid, yeah, kid. <laughs> that's right, kid. My they apologies. Called, they called De Niro kid Jesus. just a year or two ago. So uh, he, one thing that Kills of Flower Moon could have used, reteaming Martin Scorsese with his Alice Doesn't Live Here star, sure. Ellen Burstyn. She won the Oscar mm. for that. Yeah, yeah. that, that would have pushed point. this over the top. Then Kirk, for sure, would have been saying the tracking is low if Ellen oh, Burstyn was in yeah, that. 80, 90 yeah. million. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But Bobby's still He's great. If Scorsese makes a great movie this year, the same year that Nolan makes a great movie, three-hour movies, people go see them. You're right. Yeah. Adults will be. I will be very interested. I'll be there opening weekend. Me, people in their sixties and their seventies, and that will be a bladder test for the ages. Can yeah. we make it through the movie? Will they pause it? Like you can pause it. Can you actually hit the pause button? Let everybody go right. to the bathroom. We're gonna find out. Or or put some piping into these seats. Something you got to yes, figure out. That's something fine. Yeah, yeah, I have no shame. Of course. Yeah. yeah give us some tubes. So and will uh, Pat be in the uh, afterwards? Will he be in the lobby talking to the old, people, old yeah. women about this? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, almost definitely. Almost definitely. Yeah. So, guys, what a great episode! So, of course, everyone follow us on social media at the Bo Boys Pod. Want to be a senior intern, Christopher, killing it with the vertical social videos there. And listen, we try and and hold him as long as we can, but his name is now officially in the ring for the producing job on Kirk Minahan show barring. Of course, he's got to uh, agree to drop out of college and to go mm-hmm. clear and to commit every aspect of his life to Kirk Minahan. I yep. think if he does that, he becomes the front runner. To me too. I mean, I don't want to be too, but yeah, that's a must. Yeah. I think, I think that's something he's going to do just, just for the hell of it on a dare. He's in college, you know, these, they dare kids, these kids now, like that's a new thing. Right. Exactly. That's wacky. Yeah. Right. Exactly. I could see. Yeah. That. There's a TikTok visectomy challenge, I believe. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. Did, did he not call in? Did he miss the show the other day? Cause he was drinking. Was that him who was partying in the last episode or no? He, he had partied so hard that his that's internet went out. Okay. That's a concern. That's, that's I'm just yeah. telling you officially that's, I, I, Look, I mean, we could start with a clean slate, but that'd be a concern for my show if he's if we miss a show because he's partying too hard. I'm right, right. That's well, hard to, I respect the partying. I'm not saying that, but you know, you, you gotta you gotta pick a lane. I think yeah. I think if he if he gets this job, immediately the first thing that happens, all his roommates get kicked out to the street. They're gone. Right. So right. that that's huge. But he's gonna bring so, the Sydney Sweeney poster, he'll put up on the wall, he'll do the yep. whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Yes. Okay. Yeah, we can bring the youth in here. Good. So and listen. Order the Kirk Minahan pay-per-view. Go to barstool.tv and uh, order that now because, hey, wannabe old boy, wannabe old senior intern Christopher could walk out on that stage, become the new producer. That might be the finale of this pay-per-view. So you got to do that. You got to, of course, watch us on YouTube. We are YouTubers. So subscribe, smash that like button, ring that bell, and email us to podcast at gmail.com. We love getting your boots on the ground reporting. Let us know who you think Kirk Minahan should name as the producer on his pay-per-view. And of course, everyone order the pay-per-view. You got to support just like, you know, the, uh, you know, I was going to say just like sports alone. No, this is about experiencing the hottest thing we're going right now. Kirk Minahan show. So order the pay-per-view 
And, and Kirk, Clay- will there be but Bongo on this pay-per-view yes. or is that? okay? Yes. Great. Yeah, no, there will be. Yep. The Sibian will be there as well. Ellen Burstyn is going to go on the Sibian. Wow. Yep. That is huge. That. It's big. And she can, she can make like an neck. Her head will spin around while she's on it. So yeah, Love it, should, it should be good. Wow. So she will be crowned Miss New Year's Eve. I think so. Yeah. Miss Sacco. Yeah. At the, at the live drive-in movie theater. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think it's time. Wow. This is a must buy then. This has just become more of a must buy. just got the confirmation. She just texted me. She's very into it. Yeah. That's promotion. You know, you got to promote. Exactly. Yeah. 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 All right, guys. So I think we've done it. There's nothing else to say, Clayton, except. Oh, absolutely not. There's nothing. Except for until next time. We'll smell you. At the box office. Nailed it. Nailed it.